Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful.com. It's Thursday, October 20th. And oh, baby, it's time for your post-impact wrestling review. I'm excited. I'm happy. I'm looking forward to this. I have my ride or die, my bestie for life, my number one. I got Krista Star back with me. Oh, by the way, I'm Atrol Pearl. How are you doing? Uh, Krista, oh, welcome back. Yeah, I totally just blew that spot for you. <laughs> there was plenty of that on tonight's show, so I'm going to blow it tonight just to bring you back. Krista Star, how are you? Finally, Krista Star has come back to Fightful. I've missed you guys. Wrestling decided to explode while I was away, but I am aware I'm abreast, and I am excited to be back to talk wrestling with you, Joel, and with you guys here at Fightful. I love you all. How was wrestling while I was gone? How was it? Well, first of all, I got to give thanks to uh, to Ness from True Heel Heat and to Stephen Jensen, who joined me the last couple of weeks while Cresta was out. Uh, wrestling was good. Wrestling was, was plentiful, bountiful even. Hello, chat. I see you there. It's good to see you. It's good to have you. You can join us every Thursday after Impact goes off the air live here on YouTube.com slash Fightful. Join us. Talk about some Impact Wrestling. Or maybe you're going to go away to TwitchCon and never <laughs> talk to anybody ever again. And that's fine. You can always pick us up here on audio platforms everywhere. I go out of my way just for you people, you wonderful, wonderful audio files. I go and I, I edit this thing and I make it sound pretty and I make it sound good. So hopefully you'll give us a five-star review when you listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, wherever you are. Get it out there. Cresta, there was a lot of wrestling. You're right. Tonight, there was more wrestling from Impact. What did you think? Overall, we have new tag team champions. We have an angry PCO. We have a OGK that uh, I don't think got the shit kicked out of them. A lot of stuff happened tonight. Let's we're going to get to everything. But overall, what do you think of the show tonight? I have to say that I was motivated. I was moved. And I believe in Joe Hendry. So this show was a five out of five for me personally. Everything else, when I saw something I didn't like, I instantly became Stevie Wonder and I couldn't see. I just closed my eyes. And when Joe Hendry came on, I believed in Impact Wrestling. So I thought tonight's show was absolutely stellar. And if you thought the show was absolutely stellar, you can leave a thumbs up here on this here video. And while you're at it, how about uh, donating a super chat? If you want to have your question or statement right on the air, it's that little dollar sign, or maybe it's a medallion. I don't know. YouTube's weird like that. It's on your screen on the chat here at YouTube. And if you donate any amount, your question statement gets read on the air. No problem. No questions asked. Sometimes I'll pick stuff out from the chat, but I don't bring that stuff up on the screen. No, I bring the super chats in and it also, you know, supports us. It tells Sean Ross app that maybe you should keep bringing us on for more stuff. Maybe we should be doing more. Maybe you like Cresta and Joel. Maybe you like Team Joe Star, as we've been called. Team Joe Star, come on, come on now, come on. Now. Or maybe, maybe you want to donate a Humper Chat, Cresta. Tell them how, if you remember, after so much time off. Oh, back in my day, you would donate a Humper Chat at going to humperchats.com, and we get to keep a bigger portion of it, and Sean Ross Sapp likes it, and I like it, but what do I know? It's been 84, nine years since I've hosted this show. <laughs> are we stealing Are we stealing the NXT, the Sour Graps gimmick where they do all the voices? Are people going to start asking steal. you to sing songs? I simply take the ideas and I improve upon it. Um, or I could JBL it and say, you can't prove that. <laughs> <laughs> you got your baggy pants too? I don't know what you're talking about. I, I don't speak English. What are you talking about? 
too legit to quit is what you are. Yeah. We'll talk about Fightful Select later and how you can be too legit with all the news and scoops you need. But first, if you want scoops from BTI, you got to turn your voices up and listen to George Iceman. And Mr. Iceman actually had the scoop today. I don't know if you heard it, Cresta. I did. I watched it from front to back to catch up on everything. George Iceman was like, uh, Mickey James has her eye on someone who may be a free agent. She may be an impact. We don't wait. We don't know where she's from. <laughs> Thank you. Could be a free agent or someone fully contracted to impact wrestling. Well, we're going to find out later on who that is. And then they're going to be tussled into a six woman tag a little later on, but I don't mind it because it's, it's legitimate. It is someone that Mickey mm-hmm. has never wrestled before. And uh, we'll get to that a little bit, but first, uh, Jason Major opens us up with a super chat. <laughs> Folks, where is the lie? And of course, someone in the distance here. has to yell CM Punk. I don't know if you saw that promo from Bobby Fish. Um, when he was uh, calling out Josh Alexander. It was last week's show when Bully Ray comes out and he's just like, hey, uh, you know, I, I, I'm trustworthy. You can trust me. And then Moose comes out and then Macklin comes out and then Bobby Fish comes out. And he eventually challenges josh alexander but first for some reason he has to run down like the entirety of the promo that literally just unfolded in front of him i don't know why but it's caught in the wwe days because that's exactly what they do in their promos. not good not good and then he had a match with josh alexander that, mm-hmm. that was good again bobby fish can wrestle should mm-hmm. hope so after wrestling for 87 years but <laughs> had a match the promo probably was like i turned up your hearing aid sunny type of moment <laughs> anyway back to bti speaking to people who've been wrestling since 1987 we had Swingman versus dirty dango and what a match it this was, was actually a really good match i was, it was it got a lot of time too i was like wait a minute what is happening here <laughs> so you got to remember Johnny Swinger has been around for a long time at Bound for Glory. I talked about this with Steven Jensen last mm-hmm. week at Bound for Glory. They did this spot in the call your shot gauntlet match where you had Bully Ray show up and then uh, Tommy Dreamer showed up in the gauntlet match and then Rhino showed up mm-hmm. and the three of them went to do like a hug it out moment because they're all from ECW and Johnny Swinger walked up and he's like me too. Cresta, he legitimately was an ECW like the original ECW back in like the late 90s. Come on, swing man. That's why you coming in your uh your uh Survivor Series. I'm sorry, your legally distinct ring. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it's WrestleMania three. I respect it. Legally distinct WrestleMania three ring down the impact wrestling. I respect it. Johnny Swinger, they said that he was in a match with Dirty Dango 18 years ago, and Ray Walt was like, I'm sure they would love to talk about it. And um um, I forgot his other name right now. And he's like, they don't even remember that. I had to look that up. <laughs> so the match that you're talking about was a, it was a dark match in TNA wrestling. One of the mm-hmm. pay-per-views when they were on weekly pay-per-view, mm-hmm. Simon Diamond and Johnny Swinger, they were a legitimate tag team in TNA. They took on Johnny Curtis and Kevin Matthews. That was the dark match. Kevin Matthews, who's KM, he was around Impact in the late 2010s, uh, had a couple matches on AW Dark. So he's been around. Uh, you, you've seen Kevin Matthews, and you, you've seen really all four men in this dark match from like 20 years ago. That's pretty wild. I mean, I will I will say that tonight's Impact did have a lot of callbacks because there's uh, the Impact match of the moment, uh, the moment of the week or whatever it was, showed a very young Chris Saban, and he still looked like somebody's Uncle Daddy. <laughs> You still think he wears those jeans that he was wearing in that video? Absolutely. Listen, he gives AJ me big Styles Matt Hardy because yeah, Matt Hardy will wear the same stuff and same thing with AJ Styles. Like, you've been wearing the same gear, and I respect it. It's called branding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, M.A. Sokol gets us back on track with the super chats. So Zicky Dice is currently pushing that ring card at top speed to Vegas. Uh, yeah, they're heading off to Vegas. They're taping for the next couple of nights this weekend. Uh, M.A. Sokol, I know you're going. Have fun. Uh, someone else who's really excited to be going is Giselle Shaw. She's already had her first like Vegas experience. Mm-hmm. She was posting it on social media. So that's pretty wild. Uh, yeah. So they go in the chat mentioning that Kevin Matthews runs Russell pro. Uh, I've, I've seen some of their stuff and it's really good stuff. I KM and, and follow Ba won not the impact tag titles, but the Russell pro tag titles on an impact stream. I remember that I was like 2018 on WrestleMania weekend. I thought you were about to say that was when I was 28 and I was like, I thought you were 22. So what's happening here? <laughs> Oh, I'm just old enough. But anyway, so Dango comes out. His dancing is interesting. His clapping is off the beats. 
And then he starts to grind on the ring post. And we haven't even started this match yet, Cresta. I don't know why these guys were fighting each other. I feel like. <laughs> you missed that. Okay, so last week on the show, they had uh, just a backstage segment where Swingman and Zicky Dice were making fun of like the Arena Football League mascots for mm. Albany's team. And then Dango comes out of nowhere and like starts saying, oh, I wish I was still on the force because I would hit you with a citation, right? Because he was Fandango and he was the fashion police in WWE. Uh-huh. And then they just go back and forth. And it's just it's like harmless banter between the two. And then they say that they're going to have a match. And then they, they get cut off by the violent by design guys, yada, yada, yada. That doesn't matter in, in this case. So that's why they're having this match. And again, really good match. A lot of comedy, a lot of stupid shit, but so it. much fun. Yes, I loved it. It was very uh, how how do you say carny? But I lit for it. No, I take that back. It was sports entertainment. Mm, I agree. So they do the sunset flip spot. And it's hilarious, and they just keep chanting "use the hips" as Dango is trying to stop himself from being flipped over by Curtis. But sorry, by uh, by Swingman mm-hmm. uh, into a sunset flip. They do a, a standoff in the double axe handle. So they're both standing there with their their arms <laughs> clenched, and it's a it's this this a standoff moment. And they say they'll do it. They'll do it. And then finally, Dirty Dango fires off, gets the double axe handles, and eventually, Zicky Dice gets involved. He hits Swingman with the fanny pack inadvertently. Dango hits Falcon Arrow. That's the win. That's the pin. A good match for BTI. I had fun. It was really good. Like, I'm not going to complain. BTI's the last couple of matches have been, okay, I see you. Again, I don't know why these two are fighting. I feel like they should be in a team together. I can see it. It's a match made in hell or the Swinger Dungeon, but I would like to see it. <laughs> well, Zicky Dice right now it would be very upset about that. Come on, Trios titles. <laughs> I don't think I, that's one thing Impact does not need. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> they got enough going on. We kick off the actual Impact show with Chris Bay and Juice Robinson backstage, and they're just chatting it up, and they say, hey, where's Ace? Well, he's been laid out in the parking lot, and as Bay and Robinson find him, Tommy Dreamer shows up, and of course, he's part of, of one half of the tag team scheduled to face Ace of Bays tonight. And then Juice and Bay are asking where Bully's at, and Dreamer's like, first of all, Dreamer's like half-heartedly acting through this. He's just kind of like, I don't know, he's somewhere, I guess. Call an ambulance, and then we open the show. It, what do you think of this acting? What do you think of this opening segment? And then we'll talk about the match itself. I am going to say something that's not controversial. In fact, this is moldy. is a moldy take. While Bully Ray doesn't make the top five people you don't trust, he definitely makes the top ten. And I listen, if that was the theme of the night, I agree. Do I think it's Bully Ray? Yes. Yes, I do. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. I want to say maybe Tommy Dream is being a scumbag too, but I absolutely believe it's Bully Ray. Because how many times have I tried to give Bully Ray a chance? And then later on, to quote um someone again tonight, to quote Moose tonight, quoting Bully Ray, once a scumbag, always a scumbag. And you always let me down. We're going to talk more about the Bully Ray stuff because I also have opinions. So Fat and the Furious take on Chris Bay and Juice Excuse Robinson. Excuse me? That's the name of the team. They call themselves <laughs> Fat and the Furious. I'm not, I'm not talking out of school. That's what they call themselves. That's what Tommy and Bully said it last week. Fat and the Furious. No one can get angry at me. It's just like how Motor City Machine Guns have a move that's called the facial. Nobody can get angry at me. I am being a... I, I'm not a journalist, but I'm doing my due diligence. Listen, I... And not a wrestler. I just port, report on violence within the community. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so Fat and the Furious, you can figure out which one's which. Take on Chris Bay and Juice Robinson. Uh, Juice Bay, as we will call them now, I guess. Juice Box. Uh, Juice Box. No, because it can't be Juice Box. Why not? Well, Because it's not Juice Box Robinson. Well, I mean, it's Juice Robinson. Like orange juice, Juice Box. Mm, nah. All right. All right I'll workshop it. I'll workshop it. I'll workshop we'll call it. Him, we'll call him Juice Bay. Anyway, uh, off camera, off microphone, Dreamer and Bully are in the ring talking about what happened with Ace Austin. And Bully's just kind of like, you know, I didn't do anything. And that's been kind of that was kind of the thread of the Uh match. I really like Juice Robinson coming down to the ring while he's taping up as if he had no plans to be in this match. Yeah, that was good stuff. Really, really easy stuff. Rock Hard Bay, by the way, in the chat. That's a good idea uh, for a name for these guys. Rock Hard Bay. Bay hard, hard bay. Uh, anyway, um, bay hard. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> bay hard. That just sounds wrong. Um, 
so Bully is just like kind of confused the entire time about what uh-huh. happened with Ace Austin, and he's like, I do nothing. And then, then the match itself, like it's 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 fine. It felt like Tommy Dreamer was just kind of trying to keep up with everyone else in the match because uh-huh. listen, Tommy's Tommy hasn't wrestled much. He's a little bit older. Uh, Chris Bay and Juice Robinson are very they're, they're fast guys. They're younger guys. Yes. They can do this stuff. So. Either way, Bully eventually gets the win, hits the Bully Bomb on Juice Robinson. Juice Robinson eats the pin, not Chris Bay. I'm a fan of that. And then afterwards, Bully's like, hey, no hard feelings. Talking to Chris Bay. Says he didn't attack his, his partner. He says he won't put his hands on Bay. He apologizes for taking a cheap shot earlier in the match. And like the whole thing is Bully's just trying to convince everyone that he's legit. Uh, thoughts on the match before we go backstage with Tommy, Bully, and Moose? My only real notes on that match was I really liked the touch, like you said, of Juice Robinson taping up while he was coming down to the ring in his jeans. Bully and Juice really worked like they hated each other. And I appreciated that stiffness. Again, I don't think Bully Ray ever does himself any favors when he tries to convince people he didn't do it because I'm like, I'm sorry. When he was talking to Chris Bay, it was giving me very good cop, bad cop because you are really working hard against Juice. And now outside, you're like, listen, Bay, my guy, what? Look at me. Look you would you think I would do that? Yes, you would. Yes, absolutely. Yes, you would. Yes, you would. There you go. So we're backstage. Tommy wants Bully to look him in the eye, and he's like, "I didn't knock out Ace Austin." And then Bully's like calmly confrontational, uh-huh. and it's kind of like sociopathic. And he's just like, "This is my first match back in Impact in ten years," which is which is true, and I, I like that little wrinkle. And then Dreamer is like, "You can." Uh, say that you can trust me and so dreamer eventually says I'll, i trust bully uh and then in walks moose and like you were saying once a scumbag always a scumbag and then dreamer walks up to moose and he's just like hey you weren't accepted in the nfl locker rooms or the impact locker room uh he calls him a bastard and says that he laid out ace austin and then moose says well he is a scumbag and if he did lay out ace austin he'd deny it too and he walks out and we have this whole thing about bully ray did he or didn't he is he a piece of shit or not? Chris, so this can only go like two ways, maybe three. That's the problem with this whole story. I will right? also say when he, when Tommy Dreamer said, I just need you to tell me you didn't do it. So he says, so you need me to tell you I didn't do it. There, are you happy? He didn't say he didn't do it. Listen, Bully Ray, your credibility is up there with Charlotte Flair and Sasha Banks. So that means next to none. <laughs> you got you Eddie Guerrero credibility, my man. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> you heard it. So it can so this is like it can go this way. Like Bully did it. He's the bad guy. We were all right all along, and no one's playing it. Like Tommy is the idiot here. And guess what? Tommy the idiot. We played that one a lot in wrestling over the years. Bully didn't do it. And then everyone was wrong. And he's either going to be like, I'm leaving. Screw you guys. If you don't trust me, I don't trust you guys. Or he's going to stay and be like, do you believe me now? And then he's going to turn anyway. Yeah, I would definitely turn, especially if I didn't do it. And I was really trying to be reformed. And then you kept blaming me. And then you found out it was Tommy Dreamer. I'm definitely turning here. But I'm all leads, here. all roads lead to Bully Ray being a bad guy. Yeah. And like, yeah. that's a little frustrating and it's predictable. And it's just like, that, what are we we're waiting for what it, bully wins the <laughs> bully wins the impact world championship and everyone's upset or bully cashes in his got his call your shot gauntlet match loses and we lost a bunch of months over this bully ray storyline i feel like much like what we're doing here even if he went face no one's gonna believe it you know what yeah. i mean so, I mean, it'd be interesting to see it play out. And plus, it's a new challenger while they set up for someone. Because I think, what? This is just me spec. Oh, let me put on my conspiracy theory hat. I thought y'all it's thought back. I lost it. Here it's we back, go. <laughs> let me sink down in my chair so you has get it, it all. Has it I gotten think, bigger? No, nah, I haven't added more uh, charms to it. I got to put <laughs> chicken bones on it so I can see the spirits. <laughs> <laughs> Do your thing. I believe that can this hat be an evil? <laughs> Sean Ross Sapp, <laughs> you heard it. <laughs> um, I believe that Josh Alexander maybe has one or two more feuds in him before someone like a Macklin or someone like even a Speedball or someone just really rent, not random, but someone they've been building up comes in, takes it from him. That's what I firmly believe. 
And you know, listen, I don't got good connection. I got uh DSL. We've upgraded from Wi-Fi. I mean, from uh <laughs> from dial-up. So I don't know about that. I don't know how true or not that is, but I feel like there's maybe one or two more feuds in him before he passes the torch. And Bully Ray would be a good way to cement that. I'd be another legend. I'd be one of the biggest scumbags because if if Bully Ray takes it off of Josh Alexander, you should have just gave it to Eddie Edwards at that point. I agree with you. I fully agree with you. All right, I'm taking this off. My brain hurts. <laughs> Too much direct connection to the underworld. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting everyone. You get a good. Uh, you get a good reception there. You're getting some gigabit speeds now. I don't know, man. I think I got uploaded to 4chan and my brain got worms. <laughs> 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 Emmy Solko adds a son with the Humper Chat. He says, to be fair, Taya Valkyrie could have shot Ace thinking the purple hair belonged to Rosemary. <laughs> oh, Johnny Bravo, Bravo in the background like, now how I get dragged into this? <laughs> what did I do? The, the, the final thing that you mm-hmm. can do with Bully, by the way, in this whole story is have him lead a stable of some sorts. And before the end of tonight and all the things that came with it, I would have said he is the leader of honor no more. But of course, well, I mean, gonna, I could see can't really him, do that now. I could see him being the leader of something like honor no more joining like a violent by design, but something has, something's got to happen first to make him be like a man. I'm mad now. So bully Ray leading violent by design. Eric Young would break his tibia. No way. I'm sure that he and Eric Young interacted back in the day. I know for a fact that they did an impact. I feel like I want to see that now. There is a grand designer and his name is Bully Ray. No, I I would rather. I mean, Bully Ray is not someone who's going to follow someone, but I would rather Bully Ray follow Eric Young than the other way around. Oh, you can't do that unless... No, I, I don't know how you do it. I don't even know if you could do it and make it make sense. But either way, the bully thing is just so strange because there is, there's only one way it leads and it's to the way that everyone's expecting. Otherwise, what are we doing? Like, what's the point of this whole thing? Maybe he's turning over a new leaf and he's going to be the heart and soul of Impact Wrestling. You just have to believe in Joe Hendry. Is he here? Has he shown up yet? We, I did promise that Joe Hendry would show up if we did it. I think I'm going to, in my little green, I'm sorry, on my background here, I'm going to put Joe Hendry's face so all you see is this in the background. <laughs> I think you should do that. I think that'd be perfect. Rhino and Heath cut a promo. Heath is, hi- is hyping up Rhino, talking about Honor No More screwing everyone, taking out mm-hmm. Rhino for months. And so they're going to take out Honor No More and make their life a living hell as Heath did. Rhino's like, I clawed, scratched my way back for this revenge. I'm going to take OGK to hell with a gore. Uh, later on, it's not far off. Mia Yim takes on Taylor Wilde. So Mia Yim is done with Impact for now. Uh, takes on Taylor Wilde, who returned to the Call Your Shot gauntlet match at Bound for Glory. A um, couple of notes. One, Taylor's theme is still awful. It's very badly mixed. I don't like the Let's Get Wild thing. It, sound, it sounds like a like a... I hope, sorry, I hope it's not Taylor singing it. And if it is, I'm sorry. The way that it's, the way that it looks, or the way it sounds, it sounds like a 13 year old girl singing it, like yelling it. And it's just, it, it's hard. It's gut wrenching. I don't like it. Please fix it. That's all I'm asking. The way her name is spelled and the way that it is, it reminds me of, I don't care how old this makes me look, but it reminds me of Flavor of Love, Buck Wild. Even though she's not even the same person, it just reminds me of the same thing. It reminds me of the same thing. Taylor Wilde was wrestling for TNA Wrestling when that show was popular. So, Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I love Taylor Wilde. Uh, she's she's local to Toronto. Um, she's great. It's a, it, no, it's a cheese ball theme. It's, it's not good. It, it's, it's not, it doesn't sonically sound good. It, it as as a concept, it works for her character, but the way that it's the way that it's mixed, the way that it came together is just not good. Anyway, the match itself is evenly paced to start. Uh, Gim slowly starts getting more aggressive, which is fine. She hits a great stalling suplex on Taylor Wild. Um, we get a little sloppy towards the end. It felt like Taylor Wild was trying to hit some like flippy moves, but had trouble with it. And then 
she got a little bit lost at the end. She was trying to fight off that last eat defeat. And then they start trading counters until finally she hits uh-huh. the wild ride for the win. Uh, that's the match. Taylor Wild wins, beats Mia Yim on what is presumably her last night at Impact because out comes Mickey James, who wants to face Taylor Wild because those two have never faced off, even though they were at Impact at different times. Um, that's a good match that I want to see. But first, Vexed and Giselle Shaw show up. They attack both women. Jordan Grace makes the save. And uh, I'm fine with it. It could be good. Um, so, by the way, Jordan Grace taking down Giselle Shaw, who is selling while wearing those giant heels. Big fan of that. Talk to me about the match. Talk to me about the post-match. Um, we can go backstage. Mickey makes a six-woman tag. So, Vexed and Shaw versus Mickey Wilde and Grace. There you go. Next week. Um, I do agree. I think the match for me, it wasn't just towards the end, towards the middle and to the end, it got very clunky for me. I do feel like Mia Yim slowed herself down a lot, considering how I've seen her before I left for California, even when I was watching some of the highlights from like the X Division Gauntlet Call Your Shot match, whatever it is. She's she is someone who belongs in the X Division because Mia Yim can go. Uh, maybe it was ring rust or whatever it is. I'm not sold on Taylor Wilde yet. But I, I'm not, I don't, I don't hate it. I'm definitely going to watch. Also, when Jordan Grace ran down that ramp and Giselle Shaw was in the ring, the first thing I wrote was Giselle's about to die. <laughs> like Jordan Grace really, she really woman handled that woman, like just yeeted her. And I was here for it. Grace looks really strong here. And that six woman tag match. I could watch Deanna Perrazzo and Jordan Grace wrestle forever and ever and ever and ever. And Chelsea Green is just a funny gal. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited to see um, Taylor Wilde. Like I said, I like with, um, oh my God, Mickey Jace was like, do you want to fight? Taylor Wilde said, you want to get wild? And Jordan Grace said, you want to get dropped on your neck? What? Ma'am, <laughs> that escalated very quickly. <laughs> I like that. It was a very good. It was a very good segment. Um, Granby with a super chat, by the way. I believe in Joe Hendry and Ted. I, I believe Ted. in Joe Hendry, bro. Joe Hendry, put your theme song on Spotify so I He's can next. listen to it. <laughs> He's next. We're getting there. I promise. Uh, there was something I was going to bring up that was interesting to me, but apparently now I've forgotten it, so it doesn't matter. It wasn't meant to be. Actually, what it was, was I was going to say, I think a lot of people sleep on Giselle Shaw. I just interviewed her at Greektown Wrestling in Toronto. And um, the conversation that we had, it's about 10 minutes long. And we we got into a bit of her past in wrestling because I don't think people really know that, you know, she was a part of Wild Women of Wrestling, uh-huh. that she went and worked Rev Pro and worked with Mercedes Martinez and Zoe Lucas uh-huh. uh, and um, Blair Davenport, as she know, know now, she was Bree Priestley back then. Um, she's worked with a lot of really really well-known wrestlers and she's held her own. And I think more people need to understand that Giselle Shaw is actually a really great wrestler. Um, new were to the scene and new were to TV wrestling, but mm. she's picked it up. And you and I talk about this almost every week yeah. that there's something that she does that just gets her over or gets people talking about her. She improves every week. She's getting better. And also since we're on the subject, guys, give Joel a shout out, a love. Go follow his interviews. Joel is doing more and more interviews, and you are that guy. You're him. You're himothy, Joel. You're that guy. You're him, Belina. They're dropping. I've been told that. So there's one with Wardlow that's mm-hmm. coming soon. There's one with Giselle from from Greektown as well. Uh, there's also one with uh, with, with Serpentico that's going to drop soonish. Come on now. The Serpentico one is actually really funny. We, we filmed that a uh, couple of months ago, but there's some really funny stuff. Uh, shout out to Serpentico. Really, really great dude. Speaking of which, say his name and he'll appear. <laughs> Jason Hodge and Joe Hendry have a match. We believe, by the way. I believe in Joe I Hendry. believe. I, I believe. The digital short that they showed, I had seen last week. I thought it was really <laughs> really funny Uh the girl who's in that doing the like playing the girlfriend of jason hotch who doesn't know she's the girlfriend but then afterwards she's like is he single like didn't know that you know didn't know that joe henry is single after jason Hodge Uh takes a powder he's like you date him and she's wearing his t-shirt she's suddenly wearing joe henry's t-shirt it's great um anyway match happens there's a pre-match promo from joe henry who's saying that your life is different when you're joe henry you can command a room with thousands of people with just your words. You're a better listener. I'm a better listener than I am a talker. And he's hearing that we believe. 
and that the people believe in a 252 pound of pure motivation and the solution to all of life's problems. And then the match starts. He's got the crowd singing. I believe in Joe Henry lifts up Jason Hodge for a stalling suplex while singing it. Hodge gets a few shots. It's really just, just nothing. It's nothing because Henry hits the power of Henry, which I doubt is the name of the slam finish, but that's what commentary called it. What was his finish? Was it that choke slam? (laughs) So it's not a choke slam. It was kind of like a, instead of the neck, you were on the body. So you're kind of like pushing up and pulling him down. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I don't like it, but I, <laughs> but I, I like Joe Hedger. I believe in Joe Hedger. I believe that he's going to make me like it. He's going to make me, he's going to get over on me. I, I, I believe, I believe in Joe Hedger. I believe. It's, it's, it's a power move without being a choke slam because Hendry is a bigger dude. Like he is thicker. Uh-huh. Um, but a choke slam is kind of hokey. Cause he's not a huge, he's not tall. Like he's not seven feet. Uh-huh. So it's believable in that it's a power move. I think that I agree with you. It's not the best, but like, it feels like there's something more that could come with it. Yes. I will say that he is very smart. His song is catchy. There's tons of things you can chant when he's wrestling that they were chanting. I believe in Joe Hendrick over and over. Or we believe we or whatever, whatever they were chanting. There's so many things. Like, even if you don't like him, there is something that you're like, damn, I really believe in Joe Hendry. In fact, I believed in Joe Hendry so much, all of my friends at TwitchCon started singing it and actually hated me. <laughs> they actually hated me. And that's okay, because I know they're watching now. They're like, damn it, I do believe in Joe Hendry. They believe in that more than they believe a, in a pit full of uh, foam. Yeah. Bleh, bleh. We're not going to talk about that. You can, you can just, just, just Google that, TwitchCon and foam. Let's figure it out. Impact Plus moment of the week is Chris Saban cashing an option C on Bully Ray. We talked about that for a second earlier. And that all leads into Kazarian relinquishing the X Division Championship. Now, going to the Impact Plus moment of the week, I like that this is the one they spotlight. Yes. Because Saban and Bully Ray are very much a part of Impact Wrestling right now. And Bully Ray is in a world title storyline almost. Uh, Saban was an X division champion who cashed in successfully with option C commentary will point out that Kazarian, as he comes out for his segment, uh, 50% have been successful cashing in option C. So for those who don't know, the winners have been Austin Aries in 2012. Sorry to hear that. Chris Saban, as we just saw, and Josh Alexander, who is the current impact world champion did not win it. This is not the world title that he won. He had, there was the whole moose thing. If you remember correctly. Yes. Yes, and then the losers were Austin Aries in 2014, making up for lost time, Rockstar Spud, who was also known as Drake Maverick in WWE, and Brian Cage, who recently had a really good match against Wardlow on AEW programming. Yeah, Brian Cage lost in 2019 at Homecoming against Johnny Impact. No way! Not against Johnny Drip Drip! No! (laughs) I don't think you realize how great Johnny Impact was. In Impact Johnny Wrestling. Mundo, no. Yes, Johnny Caballero. That's right. <laughs> Ooh, I remember my first introduction to Brian Cage. He was wrestling someone in Impact. And the person, oh, it was a high flyer. And they were about to eat shit. Like they jumped into the cage in the back. And he caught him. And you can hear him mouthing. I got you. I got you. Pick this man up. And then slams his body against the guy. Like, you're a professional. But then Brian Cage lost. That sucks. Also, I have a question for you, Joel. I was um, talking about this on my TikTok live and people were saying that you, they thought you had to cash in the X division belt at, um, there was a pay-per-view specifically for it. Um, Destination oh, X. Destination X. Yeah. So is that changed now? You could just do it whenever or. Yeah. So that changed in 20, uh, 2016 or 17. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now it's, now it's anytime. Okay. Yeah, it used to be only a Destination X. It used to be that. And then they stopped doing that pay-per-view like they're being they're mentioning in the chat. They uh-huh. stopped doing the Destination X pay-per-view. So as a result, 
option C was like, anytime you want, just go ahead and do it. You got to relinquish the X Division Championship, which here is what Kazarian did, uh, not before Scott Demore was in the ring and like just kind of heaping praise on Kazarian, mentioning uh-huh. that he's a five-time champion. And this was interesting. I didn't realize this. Kazarian is the first to hold the X Division Championship over three different decades. I thought That's that was cool. pretty cool. Yeah, I did. I thought it was a nice touch. Someone in the chat had mentioned last week that Kazarian was the 100th X Division champion as well, or at least he was the 100th person to hold that title. Um, not like different person, but like it's the 100th time that the title mm-hmm. had changed hands. I, and I think that was a, that was a pretty interesting uh, stat to be given out there. I like those stats. So Scott Demore then announces that it's Kazarian versus Alexander at Overdrive, which is in November. And as a result, there'll, there'll be a tournament for the vacant X Division championship. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's going to culminate at Overdrive. Give me a second. I have the bracket here. I'm just going to upload it here. Um, and we'll talk about what Kazarian had to say. Give me a second. Here it is. So this is the tournament. The first match happens on BTI this week. It's going to be Black Taurus and Laredo Kid. And then Alan Angels and Trey Miguel happens on Impact next next Thursday. So uh-huh. what are we thinking? We we got We got these guys. You gotta assume Mike Bailey goes to the finish line. Am I right? I mean, I could see him beating Kenny King. I can even see him beating Trey Miguel or Allen Angels. I don't see the point of taking it off of him to give it to Kazarian to put it back on him. Personally speaking, I would like Black Taurus to win. He's really been doing well. I love Trey Miguel. I think that Trey Miguel is one of the cornerstones of the X Division, but I've seen that already. Yuha Uamara, I am thoroughly impressed with this young man. But again, I got to give my my money to Black Taurus. And nothing against PJ Black or Allen Angels, but Black Taurus and Crazy Steve have been cutting it up in their matches. And I think for something different, that would really put a bolster on Decay, considering that um, Twisted Sisters have the um, – that's what their name is, right? Death Dolls. Death Dolls. Who the hell is Twisted Sisters? That's a band. Anyway, the Death oh, Dolls got <laughs> they got the tag team titles. It would wouldn't it be a gag if Black Taurus got the X Division and Crazy Steve got something else? I would be here for that. I don't know how likely that is, but I don't see the point in taking it off of Speedball to, to put it on Kazarian to have Speedball and give it back. It's giving transitional champion, and I don't like that. So Granby in the chat is saying the X division is kind of like the cruiserweights historically mm-hmm. I've never watched. So you're kind of right. And it's, it's not at the same time. So the way that that impact mentions it is um, it's not about weight divisions or it's not about weight limits. It's about no limits. Mm-hmm. And so the idea is that anyone can challenge for it. It's really about the people who are just, um, just insane wrestlers. It's kind of a workhorse title. It's kind of just a, it's a mid card title that actually means something in impact mm-hmm. uh, as referenced by the fact that option C exists where you can give up that X division championship and challenge for the impact world championship. Um, the X divisions kind of been traditionally the flippy style, but then there have been other people who have held it who are not like that. Uh, going back to the tournament brackets themselves. I mean, Bailey and Miguel in the second round makes sense. Trey has pinned Mike Bailey before uh-huh. he was X Division champion. You could have Mike Bailey get his win back. Bailey has not faced any man on that other side of the brackets in a one-on-one match. Never had a match with Black Taurus. Like uh, while he was X Division champion, I should okay. specify. Yeah. Okay. Never never defended against Black Taurus, Laredo Kid, Yuyi Ramora, or PJ Black. I feel like PJ Black going to overdrive makes sense because he's the special guest star who hasn't been around in a while, whereas Mm -hmm. Alan Angels can come in and out as they do it. I feel like Bailey and Black, but the problem is you're kind of telegraphing the finish because unless Black has signed long-term or at least signed for several months, Mm -hmm. uh, Mike Bailey winning, and then people are going to say, well, then why did you take the title off of Mike Bailey in the first place to do the Kazarian match, which is like what I'm saying now anyway. I don't care. Uh, unless you have somebody take Mike Bailey out, like him and Kenny King, you could have Kenny King get the win somehow. Maybe someone comes in and takes out Mike Bailey, and then they start a feud. I don't. That know. could be it too. I could also see Trey Miguel, like you said, pinning Mike Bailey. Let's say we want to further that feud. Trey Miguel has was was one of the only people to pin Mike Bailey. And you could say that he still got it. He got the juice and Mike Bailey just having a rough spot right now. And you could do it like that too. To me, that makes sense. And then if Trey Miguel goes to the finals, 
Mike Bailey can screw over Trey Miguel because he's big mad. That's not his shtick. He's a good guy. But, you know, anything can happen in the impact zone, baby. <laughs> They've been slowly turning Trey with the gear that he has. Yes, I have and noticed that too. Yeah, there's an opportunity maybe that Trey cheats a little bit more and more to get to the finals and maybe wins the exhibition championship with nefarious mm-hmm. means. That's another okay. option that you have. Um, I, I'm not, I mean... Kenny King right now has to refine himself after tonight. And we'll talk about that in the main event segment. Alan angels. Again, it's a guest spot. So he'll have a bunch of matches and it'll be fun. Um, Black Taurus and Laredo, Laredo kid. I would love to see them go further. I hope one of them makes it at least to the, well, it's not the final. Cause it's a stumpy bracket. Yeah. So, it's like, it's quarter five. It's like semi, this quarters, semis finals, literally. PJ black and black Taurus sounds like a really fun semifinal match. I'm not familiar with PJ Black. Uh, he was, oh my God, am I going to mess this up? Was he Justin Gabriel in WWE? Who? Never mind then. I'm <laughs> sorry. And listen, I'm a fraud, not really, kind of, sort of, but I started watching wrestling in modern times in 2018. So if it happened between like 2001 and 2018, I probably don't know it. Ga- Justin Gabriel was there. He was part of the original Nexus. I didn't watch the Nexus. I didn't see that. When okay, I stopped well, watching, John Cena literally just came out and was like, I'm ruthless aggression and hit Kurt Angle. Oh, yeah. No, it, was. it was years later. It was Justin Gabriel. I'm sure if you've seen Justin Gabriel, he was a high flyer, yada, yada, yada. But he's he's changed quite a bit. Now he's PJ Black. He's a very different character. Long story short, um, I feel like Black will make it to the final. I don't know. I, I doubt he'll win. Again, unless mm-hmm. it turns out that he's suddenly a, a, a champion, a, a, you know, going to stick around. Yeah. But we'll see. I, it's a very confusing bracket only because of what happened to get here. And that's Kazarian and option C and having Mike Bailey, who was like on a roll. Who knows? Yeah. Anyway, Philly 76 with a super chat saying that tournament looks really good. Tough call on who the finals are. Be- Absolutely. We just spent the last. Yeah. 15 minutes trying to figure it out. Uh, the crowd in Vegas for the next two days are in for some great matches. That's exactly it. Agreed. That, that Vegas crowd hopefully is going to be hot and Really enjoying what they see. Gonna Hot like a Little Caesars pizza. Hot like your super chats when you send them in or your humper chats at humperchats.com. Hot like Kazarian when he's talking about his past accomplishments and his failures. And he's like, I love pro wrestling, even though it hasn't loved me back. And then he's got this heartfelt promo. He's hot off his wife and kids. And he's like, I'm not fulfilled. I've never won the big one. I've never won the world title. And he's looking at the list of winners. And he's like, I'm better than some of these people. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, he names people that he's, that are not better than him or that deserve the accolades. And he's like, I'm better than some of these people. And then all of a sudden Macklin comes in, he attacks Kazarian from behind, hits him with caught in the crosshairs. And then Josh Alexander makes the save backstage. Josh and Kaz have words. Kazarian says, you know, thank you, but I got my own back. I used to have a tag team partner, of my own. And then says, Josh should never trust bully Ray. They're really trying to like intertwine the bully Ray thing with the Kazarian thing. But it feels like the Kazarian thing is just kind of a stop on the way for Josh Alexander. What do you think? It could be something could happen to Kazarian where, like, let's take the aces and eights, slow burn. Bully race turned over, new leaf. Mm-hmm. Kazarian might get a little stressed or be put into a situation where he might DK cheat. Or Bully Ray helps, um, what's his name, uh, Josh Alexander from Honor No More. Either way, I think Bully Ray's going to be like, listen, you can trust me. I can change. Give me, give me a hand. Trust me. And then right when Josh Alexander's like, you know what, Bully Ray? No matter what they say about you, you are right. I'm going to give you my hand. And Bully Ray's going to hit him with that hammer. You can't trust. Like, again, he's not in the top five people you can't trust, but he's definitely in the top ten. So, Yeah. I mean, he's in my top two. I'm, I don't know, man, because I've seen – <laughs> if you're friends with Charlotte Flair, you asking for it. <laughs> if you're friends with Sasha Bates, you ask – if you're friends with Ric Flair, you asking for it. Then, That's, fair. That's fair. There's a lot of people. I'm like, Bully Ray at least was loyal to Bubba Ray Dudley. Sasha Bates and Charlotte Flair, those, so those are my top two. They ain't loyal to nobody. They are loyal. Randy Orton, and I'm surprised he's been nice to Matt Riddle this long. So Kevin yeah, Owens? He, yeah, Kevin – Kevin Owens would turn on Sami Zayn, and all Sami Zayn wants to do is feed the kids in Syria, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's move on. We're in the parking lot. Alicia Edwards finds her husband, Edward Edwards. He's like, I've been doing a lot of thinking, and something's got to come to an end. And Eddie was like, everyone is going to find out. It's very ominous. But then everyone in Honor No More is just staring at Lish, 
as if like she hasn't been looking for her husband for the last three weeks. And they're like, it's your fault, Lish. Yeah, Lish. It's like, what the hell did I do? Technically, <laughs> you guys have been, I only lost once to Masha and I've been keeping my head down. Y'all been losing for weeks at a time. How is it, is, to quote someone who's going through it right now, is it my fault? <laughs> she's going to tell everyone she's not a quitter. Anyway, Eric Young with Diener take on Rich Swan. She's not going anywhere. The Lish isn't going to quit uh, tomorrow night. Anyway, Rich Swan and Eric Young have a banger of a match. It's mm-hmm. really straightforward. It's not too long. Uh, Swan hits a beautiful cutter before Diener cuts him off in the Phoenix Splash. Eric Young goes for a pile driver, but Swan reverses it into a roll-up pin. That's the ball game. Post-match, Yellow hoodie. I call them yellow jackets, but they're called like designers now or something. The commentary um, had a word for them. Army of violence. That's what Army I have on my notes. Okay. I, whatever they are, one of them grabs Rich Swan. Diener sucks Swan in the face. It was very funny. Tosses Rich Swan back in the ring. Goes to the top rope as if he was going to spike him, but instead the lights go off, lights go on, and of course it's Sammy Callahan. Well, Sammy Callahan and Eric Young are probably going to have a match. Is that great? Are we going to? Are we fans of that or no? What do you think? Well, let me say that I was surprised at the outcome because when I saw Rich Swan come out versus Eric Young, I was like, "Wow, Eric Young's about to beat the fucking shit out." Oh, I shouldn't swear like that, but he's about to beat the brakes off of Rich Swan. And we got the roll up. I was like, "Oh, you better get out of there because now he's gonna be mad. You can't cut these promos about I'm the designer, and then you get rolled up. You get the backwards. You get the you get the Saturday Night Special. Nah, man." When that guy came out and hit him, I was like, damn, I thought he was going to come out with a sock full of pool balls, <laughs> straight uh, LAX style. But uh, I was actually surprised that he just hit him once. But I'm actually surprised Eric Young lost. I would have assumed that after these promos where you're like, I'm the designer and you're going to do all of this stuff, to still kind of be losing. All right. I mean, I guess. I like Eric Young. I'm a cat for it anyway. But I feel like maybe maybe it's a gimmick change time because you can't say I'm that guy and then be losing like that. Especially after you beat the shit out of these people. I don't hate it. Eric Young doesn't need a ton of wins right now. He's not mm. going after a title. They're just kind of rebuilding whatever Violent by Design is. And like the idea here is, yeah, they're saying in the chat, Rich Swan has EY's number, which he has mm-hmm. throughout most of his impact careers. Uh, both of them so it makes sense in little storytelling terms and then of course it's all going to culminate like i'm sure sammy and rich swan are going to team up against diener and eric and they're going to like they're going to i don't know who's going to win or lose i don't care right now i'm not invested in this to be perfectly honest same Uh, same i'm not invested in and i don't think Diener, not Diener. I don't think Eric Young is going to try to beat up Rich Swan to make him join Violet by Design. I don't think that's going to happen. And I think the idea is that the loss here makes Eric Young more violent and more insane because he's upset about the loss. And Sammy Callahan just won the uh, the Macklin Moose thing. Like he came out on not fully on top, but he came out as, mm-hmm. as someone who looked good out of this. Mm-hmm. So he's got the momentum that Eric Young can then take once he defeats. Uh, Sammy Callahan in a one-on-one match, and that's fine. Uh, can you do the violent by design guy thing? Can you do the V with the fingers? That's very painful. I don't know how you do it. Um, I play video games, and I used to be a rogue in World of Warcraft, so these two fingers can move at lightning speed. <laughs> yeah, me too. I play bass guitar, so it works for me. I do uh, three. We got a little band going on. Me and uh. Jules played trombone. We got you on the on the bass guitar. We got a little right. jazz band going on. <laughs> Can you do the Zoltan? Anyway, Zoltan. Uh, <laughs> I can't do the the other one. This one though, that one I can't. Oh, the, can't do. You can't do the. Nah, no? I, I can do this, but I can't do the other one. <laughs> Uh, dude, what does mine say? Sweet. Uh, major players are backstage. Cardona and Myers. Cardona's like, hey, I left with an injury and I gave Myers the digital media championship. He is the longest serving digital media champion just behind, guess who? Matthew J. Cardona. And then Cardona's like, I want other titles and impacts. And I'm like, yes, yes, you do. And then Brian Myers completely ruins my life and says they want the tag titles. So major you players like want that, the tag Joel? titles. I love that, no. Joel. No, because I want Hard to Kill to be Matt Cardona beating Josh Alexander for the Impact World Championship. Honestly, I like the idea of these guys going for the tag team titles because to me, they're funny. And side note, the other day, 
Matt Cardona tweeted on Twitter. I was in someone's car and they said, you know who you look like? Zack Ryder. Are you him? And he said, no. <laughs> I mean, I would, I would say that too. I, I don't know that not man. <laughs> I'm not, not lying. <laughs> so I don't know how to feel about it. I'm sure it'll play out because we're going to talk about the main event after we run down next week. They're just doing their Giselle and VXT versus Mickey, Jordan Grace, and Taylor Wilde, and then the two matches for the X Division tournament, Black Taurus, Lorito Kid, and then on Impact, it's going to be uh, Alan Angels and Trey Miguel. Looking forward to that. Main event time, main event match for the Impact World Tag Team Championships. OGK take on Heath and Rhino. We have new Impact Tag Team Champions. Uh, if you watch AEW Rampage, and it should be a shock to absolutely nobody. Yeah. Yeah. Good match, though. I, I mean, it wasn't too long. It didn't overstay its welcome. OGK, it's, they try to take a powder early, which <laughs> the the irony of that statement coming later. Uh, they try to leave early uh, after Rhino gives them a powerful start. And then afterwards, OGK regroups and they target Rhino's knee and they go after the leg. And then eventually Heath gets the hot tag. They go, he goes ham on OGK, yada, yada, yada. Then all the schmaz comes out. Out comes Honor No More. Everyone tries to get involved. The referee gets in the way trying to get honor no more back and then maria she gets involved she grabs powder and she goes to toss it and she accidentally blinds her husband wake up call from heath onto mike bennett rhino gores maria heath rolls up matt taven for the win heath and rhino are the world tag team champions cresta before you tell me about this i have to say if you go back and watch the under siege review that steven jensen and i did from last year i said heath and rhino were going to win the world tag team championships by either slam anniversary or bound for glory and everyone looked at me and we're just like no no they're not don't you dare they won just after bound for glory so heath so, and rhino are back on top your turn you're so you're a soothsayer it is you who reads the bones. <laughs> uh, yes, it is. It is me who wants M.A. Solko to want Sue Young in Violent by Design, by the way. That's a good shout. I wouldn't hate that because Sue Young is definitely that girl. Um, Rosemary, too. But Rosemary's been chilling as of late, so I'm here for it. Yeah, um, she's hanging out at the Winnipeg Jets games. Anyway, talk about the OGK Heath and Rhino tag title match. I mean, I will. This is my only complaint, I guess, in totality about Impact. When people move on to different promotions, yeah, I want to see the match, but I wasn't invested in this match. I already knew the outcome. There was no way you were keeping your titles. I didn't watch Rampage, but because I knew they showed up there, there's no, I knew you were going to lose. I knew you were going to lose. That being said, the match itself was okay. Like you said, Rhino started off hot. They really worked over Rhino's leg, which I get it. I think it really let Heath shine in his role of I was making their lives living hell. And it's cause for a celebration because honestly, I'm tired of honor no more. And the end is near. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now it sucks because I don't like to see people lose their job, quote unquote. But I was so sick of this faction. Um, you know, something's got to give, and boy, did it give at the end, and we love a good face turn. Joel, tell the people what we saw so I can celebrate some more. Well, Edward Edwards is back. By the way, running down the home stretch, so get your super chats in, get your humper chats in. Oh, boy, here we go. Edward Edwards comes down, and he's like, something's got to change. Got to prove your loyalty. He goes down the line. He asks everybody, are you committed to honor no more? He gets to PCO and he's like, hey, you're a failure. You cost me my victory at Bound for Glory. You caused my loss. He says, are you loyal? And then Eddie starts to kick out PCO, but then Vincent covers up PCO. And then Eddie's like, no, PCO, you're a bitch. <laughs> and then PCO goes nuts and he unloads on honor no more, including Vincent. OGK tries to fight him back and then PCO takes them out. Vincent tries to hit PCO with a chair. PCO punches the chair, hits Vincent. PCO goes through the ropes, wipes out OGK. And this is what I really enjoyed. Vincent, his contract with Impact is done. So what does the PCO do? He's the shit out of Vincent. OGK, they've appeared on AEW. They are out of Impact Wrestling. What does PCO do? He's the shit out of OGK. Kenny King, he's in the, the, the X Division tournament next week and through the next couple of weeks. 
doesn't get touched. He, he, he gets shoved out of the ring and he's out. Edward Edwards, they're going to have a match eventually between PCO and Eddie Edwards. Barely gets touched, just gets knocked out of the ring and that's it. PCO stands tall to end the night. It's inevitable. We've been waiting for this. Honor No More had obviously been kind of a sinking ship ever since Tony bought Ring of Honor way back. You know, this was March, I think. So they've been trying to make the best of it. And there are some weeks, Cresser, where we sat here and been like, this is the turning point. This is great. And then there were some weeks towards Bound for Glory where we were like, oh, God, just make it end. Yes. And here we are. How do you feel knowing that Eddie Edwards has effectively broken up Honor No More and PCO beat the shit out of most of honor no more on the way out but he's staying the others you know ogk and vincent are out pco the face turn for he was so over by the end of that everyone was chanting pco honestly i don't like the fact that now that everyone's leaving eddie edwards is going to get his comeuppance because he's been blaming pco for weeks like he hasn't been failing too so I think PCO should beat the crap out of Eddie Edwards. Maybe Eddie Edwards takes some time off or go get his life together, comes back and is back to his no normal self. Um, it does suck that they broke up this way. I would have liked a big blow off angle, but I accept this. But more importantly, honor no more is no more. And that's, you know, like I said, it sucks when people depart impact because impact is really a beacon in the crazy wrestling world at times. But at the same time, nah, 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 nah. Na 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 na, hey hey hey, goodbye. I'm happy. <laughs> How do you feel, Phil? It's a long time coming. <laughs> it's something that we've been talking about for so long. And again, when we get to Eddie Edwards and PCO, match is going to be great. They mm-hmm. might do it as early as Overdrive. Who knows? We'll find out in the coming weeks as we get closer to that show, which is in a month. So they have plenty of time to build it. They've already been building it. Uh, and at the same time, like you can have multiple matches with PCO and Eddie Edwards. You can have Lish get involved. You can have Kenny King get in the middle or just let Kenny King go off on his own, do his own thing. Yeah. I'm curious about Kenny King and what happens to him from here, because clearly honor no more was like Kenny King was just part of it. He wasn't entrenched in it. Um, at the end, it was PCO, Eddie, Vincent and OGK. OGK went off the tag team titles. They won them. They lost them. They're clearly gone. Vincent's gone too. And PCO stands on his own. I I worry, not worry. I wonder what happens to Kenny King. I know Eddie Edwards will be fine. I know him and Lish will have a thing and it's probably going to turn into either them becoming stronger than ever and Alicia turns heel, which I'm not against. Uh-huh. Or it's going to be Eddie Edwards turns face and I really don't want that. Or you start doing segments with them where Lish and Eddie Edwards, the Edwards go to therapy. It's couples, giving the way. Couples therapy, couples <laughs> therapy with the Edwards. The Edwardses. Couples therapy with Father Mitchell? <laughs> I don't hate that. <laughs> or Johnny Swinger as a means. Not Johnny Swinger. I mean, Johnny Swinger could be the sexual educator. Or <laughs> swingman, no, therapist swingman works. Daddy, I would love that. I'm all you for know it. what? I'll allow it. I would like to see it. <laughs> and then Eddie Edwards just hates everything that's happening. It's like it's it's mandated. It's Scott Demore mandated. You know what that gives? Is giving Ace Austin tried to <laughs> trying to mess with Alicia Edwards. <laughs> Poor Lish. Lish just gets caught in the crosshairs on everything. She's like, she'd be minding her business, trying to get better in the ring, losing her matches, and here comes someone messing with her. She's like, yo, leave me alone. I already got it rough. Leave me alone. I wonder what those dinner conversations are like now with Eddie and Lish. She's just looking at him now like, so not only did you do this to me for months, not everyone turned on you. <laughs> <laughs> There is a connection with Lish and Swinger, but we'll, we'll leave that for now. It's true. I may mean, did get that. Anyway, Crystal, let's get out of here. What have you got going on? Go plug your stuff, please, and thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I've missed you all. My name is Cresta Star. You can find me on any form of social media where you can type Cresta Star like you see down here, except for Twitter where you see Cresta the Star because um, 
I'm a jerk and I don't know how to act sometimes on Twitter. So I have to make a new one. Here I am. And I love and respect you all. I don't have anything new coming up, but I want and love your support here every Thursdays. Joel, where can they find you? Well, first of all, I'm a big dummy and I forgot to plug Fightful Select because I was so amped on talking about this show. Folks, if you want Bray Wyatt updates, if you want a brawl out update and an Ace Steel update, biting people bad, for example, if you want interview notes from Cora Jade and the interview that she did with Sean Ross Sapp, and if you want notes on the Athena and Jody threat match from AEW Dark Elevation, which I watched live and in person, if you want notes from that and all the backstage rumblings and all the stuff and all the podcasts, all the content you can muster, go ahead, subscribe to Fightful Select. It's $5 a month. I'm not going to give you the hard sell because I trust y'all are already subscribed and I'll do it again next week and we'll talk about more stuff. And I am at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. I do this stuff. I'm over at Fightful Overbooked. Go to FightfulOverbooked.com. At midnight, Jeremy Lambert's going to listen to the new Taylor Swift record and apparently talk about that live. I don't know what that has to do with wrestling, but I've been told that that is happening. So Maybe she go, does a wrestling theme. I don't know. <laughs> FightfulOverbooked.com. Go, go watch that, I guess. And of course, we're streaming live at Twitch.tv slash FightfulGaming. There's more content coming all the time. Let's get out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, friends beyond the binary. We'll see you in the next one. Cheers. Bye. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.